Gold Balls is definitely my favorite X-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Welcome to episode 44 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Miguel Garza! Hello! I'm happy to have a voice again. Thank you, Jesus! Hey, you've been sick the last week. I know, man. I'm good for episode 44. You couldn't talk at all this weekend, so it's, it's nice to hear you talking again. Oh, hey, I'm somebody glad. actually happened I can talk now. <laughs> I'm glad you were able to conserve your voice uh, throughout the beginning of the week so you'd be ready for tonight. I think people enjoyed the silence. Enjoy so. the silence. <laughs> <laughs> I can either confirm nor deny, but uh, either way, glad you're back, man. I'm always here. <laughs> Let's talk some comics. Let's talk some comics. What were your top two this week? Number two, Daily Class number eight. Oh, so freaking good. Lovely backstory. It, it was a badass back then. <laughs> it was actually my number one book, uh, written by Rick Remender, drawn by Wes Craig. Uh, it's the story of Marcus. He's going back and talking to one of his two female love interests about his past. And he shows her a journal that explains what he was going through when he got accused of murder. Because he was accused of burning down an orphanage and killing everybody inside. But that's not really what happened. And he's never really explained that to anybody before. He's just always been on the run for this crime he didn't really commit. Whatever, he said let it burn. Well, he definitely had a hand in it. I won't say he's completely blame-free, but uh, he was not entirely responsible for the events of that day. And his journal really revealed more about the character and showed you kind of an in-depth look at who he is. And it was just such a, a great story about this character you've been reading about for several issues, seeing his origins and seeing what made him into who he is now. He was a thinker back then, man. He was thinking. He's strategizing and hating bullies. Well, he's not thinking anymore while he's doing all the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he's seeing things now. Whoa. <laughs> he's thinking about those two girls that have hots for him. Yeah, and how he has to keep the one chicken check because she's going to kill him. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty freaking awesome, by the way. Yeah. No, I love the backstory. I thought it was great. And this book has been in my top two for a while. Oh, yeah. I've, I've loved Deadly Class ever since it started. I mean, it really feels like the 80s. Everything they're doing in that time period feels like it did when I was a kid. I uh, burned an orphanage down back in the day. Shh. <laughs> 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 no, but it's 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 fantastic, and I just absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a great book. My number one, Axis number two. Axis has been surprisingly good. Uh, well, not really surprisingly, because it's Remender. And like mm-hmm. I just said, I love Remender's writing. Wait a minute. Last week we had a double Joshua. This week we have a double Rick. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when they're on fire, they're on fire. There's nothing you can do about it. Boom, shakalakalaka. <laughs> <laughs> but... I agree with you. Axis was very good. Uh, the first issue was great. It set up Red Onslaught, taking on the combined teams of the X-Men, Avengers, and even some of the Inhumans, and basically stomping a mud hole in them. I mean, <laughs> he, he plucked adamantium sentinels out of Tony Stark's brain. Because Tony, of course, like Batman, thinks about all the ways he could defeat the other people that he deals with on a regular basis in case one of them goes out of, out of control. And one of the things he thought about for dealing with the mutants was adamantium sentinels. And Red Skull, since he's now Onslaught, can basically just make things into reality. So he plucks this idea out of Tony's head, because he's a telepath now, and just makes him a reality. And none of the X-Men can stand up to these Sentinels. It's crazy. Once you get targeted, you're hosed. You're screwed. Because they use pin particles to shrink you down and then imprison you within their body. And there's no escape since it's adamantium. It's just wild. I mean, that thing is wild. And Onslaught, of course, is no punk himself. Oh, no. I mean, Rogue flew through his head. 
it like shot through his eyeball and out the back of his brain, and he just shrugged it off like it was nothing. Beating Onslaught is going to be very tough. Uh, but, you know, we know the whole premise now, what Tony believed, what, what's needed, and so Magneto's leading the charge, baby. That's right, Magneto. Yeah, Magneto <laughs> left in the middle of the fight against <laughs> Red Onslaught <laughs> and pissed off all the heroes because Magneto kind of realized that everything they were doing was futile, and he went and found some people who he actually felt could help in the fight, and that's where the villains come in because Red Skull has created these Sentinels to go after heroes, not villains. So Magneto's thinking is get a bunch of the low low life scum from the Marvel Universe and bring them to fight against him. Oh, he got some scum. <laughs> he got some badass scum too, by the way. Oh yeah, he well he was obviously not going to go after Pace Pot Pete or something. <laughs> or Squirrel Girl, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, she's, Squirrel she's Girl? She's a good guy. She's oh, that's what's yeah. a good guy. Oh, okay, uh, I'm a, I'm a reveal something. Deadpool was in that group. Mm-hmm. He can't decide which side he wants to be: hero, villain, mercenary. Well, he inadvertently joined the group. It wasn't like Magneto sought him out. Deadpool was tailing Magneto because he wanted to know what he was up to. And Magneto was like, you can come if you want. <laughs> yeah, I know you're there. Like, what the hell? <laughs> and, then, and then Deadpool just sort of tagged along. It's like, you smell me? No, I can. <laughs> the, the, the metal, your swords. It, it wasn't that Magneto sought Deadpool out. Because obviously Magneto doesn't think Deadpool's a threat. None of the X-Men do, which is sad. The interesting thing is... Who else joined the party and the little interaction they had with Deadpool? Oh, yeah. The Deadpool versus Carnage miniseries just ended, and the two of them are on the team together, and, you know, they're bickering like children, but that's just the way it goes. <laughs> it's like, we'll have words when this is done. <laughs> that was, like, the greatest line in the whole book. But, yeah, so what were your top two? Well, we know what your number one was, so what was your number two? Yeah, my number one, Deadly Class, like I said. Uh, my number two was Life After Number Four. Hey, good uh, book. Joshua Fialkov, I absolutely love his writing, and uh, Gabo is doing the artwork. This is a really, really interesting story, because it feels like Cabin in the Woods. You, you saw that movie, right? Yes. Where there's the people controlling the horror movie as it goes along. And that was pretty damn funny, by the way. <laughs> well, this is kind of like that. It's purgatory, but there's like a command center where these people are working, and they're controlling the realities people live in, and they're controlling heaven, and they're controlling hell. Well, not not the main side that we're seeing controls hell. We're seeing the side that controls heaven and all the like positive sides of the afterlife. Right. Well, there's this other side that controls the negative sides, which is hell and all the other negative aspects of it. And since Jude and Hemingway have broken out of their design, and they're kind of running rampant and freeing people from this world, heaven doesn't really know what to do. So they call upon an agent of hell. <laughs> I think he's the devil. <laughs> to come after him. And the girl who comes from hell looks like a normal person. There's nothing weird about her at all, except that she has kind of like blood spatter on her clothes. Mm -hmm. And she goes to talk to the manager of the control center. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no, I think we're going to be able to contain this. We've got a plan. And she's like, you don't call me and then tell me not to come. And she turns into this huge, crazy-looking demon. Only because he grabbed her by the neck. Right. And... Oh, my God. It's just so cool. It's such was, a cool book. I, I, I really love it. I've, I've become such a huge fan of Fialkov's writing. I think that guy pissed his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I really liked it. Great book. So, my pick of the week. Going back to a good old-fashioned, nasty, disgusting, we-do-things-our-way kind of book, Evil Empire number 6. <laughs> Evil Empire has been in my top three many times. This particular issue, they changed the artist again. Max Bemis has been the writer from the beginning, mm -hmm. uh, but the artist has changed several times. This time, it's a new person called Andrea Moody, mm -hmm. who I'm not very familiar with, but her art style was just kind of okay, I felt. Uh, obviously, the story was really good, because Max has been writing a great story from the very beginning, but looking at last issue compared to this one, Joe Eisma did such an amazing job with it. Like I wish he was the permanent artist for this series. I guess I didn't play too close attention because the story was just like, it was all about the story for me. I didn't even notice the art. <laughs> I'll be quite honest with you. I thought it was pretty decent. The story is just rocking it, man. Oh, yeah. 
But yeah, I agree with you. Eisman's a hell of a drawer. And it would probably have been pretty good if he stayed on. But the story is just, it's one of those where you don't, you could have like stick people and it would be badass because <laughs> the story's just awesome. I, I admit the story is amazing. You know, in this issue, the president and his sister wife, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call her, are basically continuing to screw over the country. They have a plan to enforce law against people that are trying to enforce the law. Like they want chaos to continue to reign and they're going after the rebellion. And of course, the rebellion's starting to buck, and they're starting to, you know, show their fangs. And they've done some things, like interrupted a political party and some other stuff. But it is just as sadistic and twisted as it has been from the very beginning. Max Bemis is a fantastic writer. I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, we should try to get him. Yeah. So real quick, EE or rebellion? Oh, definitely the Empire. <laughs> 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 I'll be rebellion just to go at you. All right. Put your dirty laundry out there. <laughs> you don't have the force, so I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'm definitely E all the way. <laughs> e squared. Well, my pick of the week, Marvel book we haven't talked about a whole lot, Hulk number seven. Dr. Green! Dr. Green. Uh, Jerry Dugan's writing it, and Mark Bagley is the artist. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. I love Jerry Dugan. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll say that right now. I've been amazed with everything he's done so far this year. I'm right there with you, man. I mean, he was basically an unknown writer in the comic world prior to last year. And last year, him and Brian Posehn started working on Deadpool, and it was really good. That has been an amazing run, too, by the way. And then he moved on, and he did some stuff with Nova, and he did some stuff with uh, this, Hulk. I've loved literally everything he's touched. Uh, I know that he had done some stuff in the past, like some smaller image title books, but he had never done big publishers. And uh, I got to say, I absolutely love what he's done with some of these characters, like Hulk in particular. Uh, turning him into Dr. Green, making him super smart, and still giving him that little bit of banner, mm-hmm. causing him trouble, which you see a lot of in this issue. Yeah. Uh, basically, if he falls asleep, Banner starts to take back over, and he has to actively force himself to stay awake and fight against Banner, which, you know, has been done before. Mm-hmm. But we've never had Smart Hulk being the one that's fighting against Banner. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. So super smart Hulk, you know, and, and he even has his own identity. He's completely sure of who he is. He shaves his head into a mohawk, and he wears, like, weird clothes, like a vest and stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely giving Hulk a new flavor and a new personality. And the storyline is that Hulk is going around trying to depower all the other Gamma creatures. Mm-hmm. He's taken on Abomination and depowered him and A-Bomb and Rick, Jam- Rick Jones. I said Rick James. <laughs> Rick Jones. And uh, next, he's going after Red She-Hulk, which is going to be really interesting based on the previous history between the two of them. And you said earlier, you don't think he's going to go after regular She-Hulk. I doubt he'll go after regular She-Hulk because Jennifer Walters is his cousin. And of all the other people that are powered with gamma powers, she's the one that I feel... Hulk thinks is okay to have that power. She's always shown him she's responsible with it. She doesn't go crazy. She doesn't rage out like everybody else. She doesn't do wild things. She's a lawyer who just happens to be really strong, and sometimes she steps in and saves the world. Of all the people, I don't think he's going to go after her. You know, he's going to go after Red She-Hulk, which will be interesting because it's Betty, his former love, and then he's going to go after Ross, which I'm really excited to read. <laughs> That's going to be a month. It's going to be freaking amazing. That's I mean, because remember War World Hulk? I mean, this, this is going to be out there. Yeah. You know it's going to be like one badass battle. There's no way that that fight wraps up in one book. Probably not. It's going to go maybe a couple of issues. I doubt it'll be as simple for Hulk as it has been for the other people. Because Thunderbolt Ross is a, a tactician. Mm-hmm. If he if he's paying any kind of attention, he's seen what's been going on. And he's he not, has. Remember the one book, the last right. page, he was on there. He's not going to let it happen to him the way it's happened to the other people. He worked so hard to become Hulk. 
he's not going to give it up. So I'm excited to see that. Dr. Green is brilliant now. He's not your average Hulk anymore. That's true. Like I said, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Mm, I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) I need an advanced copy. Well, the next thing I want to talk about wasn't in our top three or anything, but it was an iconic event that happened today, the death of Wolverine. Okay. Something that's been building for a while, Charles Soule wrote the four-issue miniseries and kind of touched on different parts of Logan's past leading up to where he is now without a healing factor and on the verge of dying. Hold it in, man. And (laughs) the last place he goes to visit before he passes away is the Weapon X facility, the new Weapon X facility, and he sees what's going on in there. I, I really liked it. I was very happy with the ending. You're happy he's dead? Well, I'm happy he's dead, first of all. <laughs> I'm really sick of Wolverine. He's been everywhere for so long, and he's been in so many titles, and it's going to be really interesting and really fun to see how the Marvel Universe can get on without him. But I'm also extremely satisfied with the way his death was done. Charles Soule did a great job, definitely did the character justice, and didn't make him go out like a punk, and didn't make him go out in some kind of way that he could easily be brought back to life. As far as we know, dead is dead, at least for the foreseeable future. I don't like it. You didn't like it? No, I liked it. I don't like he's dead. Oh, you don't like that he's dead? I actually like Wolverine. He's one of my favorites. And yeah, I know he's every freaking where. He's here. He's there. He does that. He does this. Mr. Moral Compass. Mr. I don't have a compass. Mr. I do this. I do that. I kill. I don't kill. I, I've always enjoyed Wolverine. And He was one of the first characters that I fell in love with. He's one of the characters that really brought me into comics. And he's definitely the character that made me a fan of Marvel comics. I don't have a problem how they did at the end, you know, what he did with the people before he bit it. But you know he's going to come back. Oh, yeah. Don Hyde's going to come back. That's the <laughs> interesting thing. But he's, at least he went out halfway decent. He didn't go out like a punk. He's a cash cow for Marvel. There's no way he's going to be gone forever. No so, character no character stays dead forever. So except, make money on his death and then bring him back and make more money when he's alive. <laughs> well, we, we, start a, we start a pool on uh, when he's going to come back. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking it's probably going to be nine months to a year, honestly. Really? A whole year without him? I think so. I could actually see that. Yeah. What's, what's Hugh Jackman going to do? <laughs> well, the, the thing is, there's so many other Wolverine stories to tell that haven't been told yet. True. And just because he's not alive in the current iteration of the Marvel Universe doesn't mean that they can't still tell Wolverine stories. So he's dead. Okay, so he died. Yeah. So the Skull Guy has him. He's in his arms on the cover. Skull so, Guy? You mean Death? Yeah, Death. <laughs> lady, lady Death? You're calling him the Skull Guy? <laughs> he looked like a lady there. Look like a, looked just like a skeleton. Clash of the Titans type stuff, you know, or... Or that one movie with Sinbad where the skeletons come out of the ground and you have that <laughs> skeleton fighting crap. So why keep on, okay, well, let's touch on Logan Legacy and now let's see how it affects the Marvel Universe. Just let him go. Let him go. Have a couple books and then be done. Well, let's not have thing. like another eight mini series. It affects so many different people. And Logan Legacy is going to... in two books. Well, there are so many people that are tied so closely to Logan. And Logan Legacy is going to follow all of those people that were super important to his past. Dakin, X-23, Lady Deathstrike, Sabretooth, um, Deadpool, I'm sure, is going to be a part of that eventually. Uh, even see, even Mystique. You see even Storm's having her own couple of things. Right. A lot of people are, are very touched by the loss of Wolverine. Good or bad touch? <laughs> well, it's a bad touch, I think. I mean, a lot of them are going to be crying. But I won't read sappy comics. Well, the Logan Legacy is not because it's a bunch of people that hated him or are happy he's dead. So you should be you should be enjoying that one then. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's the the Deadpool and Captain America Death of Wolverine tie-in, which I think is going to be really good. That'll kind of flash back to the good, bad, and ugly storyline. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of really cool stuff that's going to be tied into the Death of Wolverine. If they write it any way, they did that Nightcrawler book. Nightcrawler book we read uh, what was last last week or the week before where Nightcrawler was already talking about Wolverine being right. dead. That was pretty hard string pulling, man. That, that, that was, that was tough. Was, that was Chris Claremont. 
That was that was a hell of a ride. I've always been a fan of Chris Claremont, and Nightcrawler from last week was definitely a sentimental book. It was Kurt reliving all the experiences he had with Wolverine because Wolverine was the one who entered him into the whole X-Men thing, and it was too much for him. I mean, it's, it's going to be that way for a lot of characters, I think. Well, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Bring the tissues. <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to be your favorite X-Men now? Cyclops? Definitely not. <laughs> Gold balls? <laughs> Gold balls. Gold balls is definitely my favorite X-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> well, if you enjoy our show and you want to listen to us on some quality headgear, you should go out to tweakedaudio.com and buy some headphones. Buy some. They have seven different styles and seven different colors, and all you have to do is use promo code COMICAL to get one-third off the cost of your order, plus free shipping anywhere worldwide. Worldwide. It's a hell of a deal, man. Damn, that's pretty damn cool. <laughs> the headphones are noise-canceling. Yes. They have great sound quality, uh-huh. and they have a flat cable design which prevents tangling. I'm trying to get them tangled so I can throw that back <laughs> in your face. It ha- I've not been successful. <laughs> you, can't even, you can't even forcibly tangle these things. That's how good well, they are. I'm going tang- to use my mystical powers. Tangle, you tangle. <laughs> <laughs> Tweakedaudio.com, promo code COMICAL. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story, Miguel. My ass hurts. <laughs> okay, all right. Along the lines of the Halloween theme, I don't know if it'll be funny, but we'll see how it goes. It's kind of a scary kind of thing, almost creepy. Anyway, my father worked at a location in Rosenberg, and Rosenberg Richmond is known to have a lot of people who practice the voodoo or the dark magic or the or the Wiccan crap, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of stuff where my father works, a lot of these people that dabble with it or have relatives dabble with it work where he worked. So he'd see a lot of things in the morning because my father would always go to work like at 4 in the morning. And I was still a young, guy, young kid, and I was, my dad was always like talking about this, and I was off one day. I said, you know what? I got you, Pop. I'll go with you. My cousin will come along, too. So we're the oldest. We're the biggest. And so we're pretty cocky. We're sitting, you know, my dad's out there working, you know, we're seeing picking up the trash in the parking lot, you know, by hand. And uh, me and my cousin are sitting in the truck. Just talking all kinds of crap. Man, if anything shows up, I'm going to grab it and beat the crap out of it. My cousin's like, I'm going to grab this thing by its wings and beat the crap. I'll punch it in the face and I'll kick him in the head. It's like, what are you talking about, man? I'll just go and go boo and he'll run away. I'm, that's how awesome I am. He don't want none of this. I'm Mr. Superpower. I'm Mr. Badass. I kick everything's ass. It's me. So we're just jab, jab, and talking all kinds of stupid bullshit in the car. And all of a sudden, boom, somebody hit the back of the truck with the force of like a car hit it. And there's nobody out there. It's just us in the truck in the middle of the parking lot with the lights on. There's no cars around. So there's no way. There's no rocks. There's no meteors. There's no nothing. I swear to you, it felt like someone hit the back of the car with a car. The windows were down. We looked at each other. And we jumped out the damn windows right where my father was at. <laughs> Running like, I think I literally pissed my pants. My dad goes, what the hell are y'all doing? Oh, uh, 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 we were talking shit. <laughs> really? And then my dad goes, you dumbasses. How many times I got to tell you? Well, my father and my uncle and some of my older relatives see crap all the time. I don't see any of that stuff. I don't believe in it. I don't see it or whatever. And I don't, my mom doesn't either. But my dad, my uncle, my relatives, my, even some of my younger cousins see it. I don't see it. Uh, my dad saw something that day after we ran to the car. And he claims that it's what hit the truck because we were sitting there talking trash. And it was sitting in the truck. Just listening to us. And I'm like, what the fuck was listening to us in the truck? It was my dad. No, your dad did it. <laughs> God damn it, Mr. Corbett. <laughs> That's messed up, man. <laughs> He's all over the place. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, you had to see the face. You had to be there. 
You're talking about not even opening the door. This is going through a window of a Ford F-150, almost dying as you go through the window head first. How did you fit? Dude, I was skinny back in the oh, day. Okay. I was like 5'11", 175. I jumped through that freaking thing and did a roll, combat roll on the concrete, and I ran to my father. My cousin jumped out. I don't know how he jumped out or how he got. He did the Duke boys, dude. Grabbed from the outside, threw his feet out the door, and jumped running. <laughs> Seriously, we ran. I think we may have both pissed our pants that day. It was one of the few days that I actually had the shit scared out of me and have no explanation of what the hell it was. So it's not a funny story. It's a funny story, the fact that I may have pissed my pants running with my dad like a little pansy <laughs> little girl, screaming for my dad, kind of crying probably, I think. I think there was some tears in there, too, because we literally... And we ain't talking like no haunted house type of scare. Because, you know, you'll punch somebody who does that shit. But when that happened, it was kind of scary. It was actually one of the scariest moments of my life. Because I had no idea what the hell he had the truck. Hmm. And, yeah. At least I didn't shit myself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it could always be worse, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, I hope you like that. Yeah. Sure. A little more history into my, my crazy-ass life. <laughs> People are going to start thinking, that guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> I did, I did think of one time when I actually thought I saw some stuff. Oh, yeah? One time when I was in college, uh, a friend of mine invited a bunch of us over to play D&D at his house. And I'd never been there before, and it was back in the woods. So we drove over to his place, and it's way back there, surrounded by trees. It's kind of this clearing where his house was built, and there's nothing really around it, just, just grass, until you get to the tree lines. And that's, like, on all sides. It's this relatively small two-story house. So from like 7 p.m. until midnight, everybody is downstairs playing D&D, and then a bunch of my friends left. Okay. And he invited me and one other dude to stick around and just kind of hang out because, you know, we didn't sleep. He didn't sleep. So we went upstairs, and he didn't have air conditioner in his house, so he would just open the windows. Okay. And it's like midnight, 1 a.m., and he just got in the new Silent Hill game. So oh, we're, we're, no. <laughs> we're upstairs <laughs> We're upstairs sitting on the, the couch mm-hmm. with the windows open around us. We can hear the... The forest, the woods outside, and, you know, crickets chirping and sounds. Mm-hmm. And we're watching him play Silent Hill. <laughs> That's a recipe for disaster. All of a sudden, a fog comes in, like the morning fog. But we didn't know it was going to fog over that night. So it starts coming in, and it starts seeping through the windows, like, while we're playing. <laughs> Holy shit. That freaked me the hell out. Please tell me y'all started playing Mario Kart. <laughs> I mean, like he, he paused the game, and we all just kind of got up and like went, and we're looking out the window, and there's this thick blanket of fog all the way up to right above the bottom part of the window, the sill, and couldn't see anything but fog, except out in the distance we could see the tree line still. And all these eyes like staring at us from the tree line <laughs> creeped us all the hell out. So we closed all the windows. Yeah. Went back downstairs, turned on all the lights in the house, <laughs> and just kind of sat around and talked <laughs> for a little while. And then me and the other guy both left at the same time, got in our cars, and followed each other out of there <laughs> at like 4 a.m. It was it was pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of moments like that in my life, but that was definitely one of them where I was like, why the fuck is fog coming in through the window? And what are those eyes? Shit. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. It was the witches. The witches? <laughs> Very nice. You know, for a moment there, that was almost like a Hispanic type story, man. I was kind of, uh, yeah, see, that's why you don't play those games tonight. Yeah. You play something else, like like Rainbow Bright or Link or... <laughs> Rainbow Bright? <laughs> you play some fun game, you know. You, know I, you don't play Silent Hill. You don't look at scary movies at night when you're by yourself. Well, there's three of us. Still doesn't matter. If you're all cowards, you don't watch that together. <laughs> we, we, none of us are cowards. It was just, it was so weird. And then we saw the eyes and that freaked us out. I mean, it was just like, what is going on? Maybe we shouldn't be playing Silent Hill. <laughs> Tell you like my father, man. Father sits in the house and he'll be watching movies. My father hates scary movies. 
he's the one that initially started watching Supernatural. So he's watching Supernatural and he enjoyed it. And of course, the first season was kind of dark and kind of demonly and stuff like that. So he watched the first episode. Man, you watch that show? Okay. And then one was like Route 666 or something like that. So he's watching the show and it's getting kind of creepy. And all of a sudden, he looks to the right of him and the seat and the couch goes down. He just looks at that, like, and he felt the cold wind and he goes, oh, fuck that shit. Turn the TV and change it to something to, on sports. <laughs> he's not saying this shit again. And it shit has happened to him multiple times. He'll watch some scary movie in the middle of the night because, you know, he's retired, so he got all freaking channels. And he'll hear shit in the house. Oh, hell no. He'll change it over to some kind of sports, some kind of something else. He will Bambi. Not, some John Wayne. No, he won't. <laughs> so you have your Bambi syndrome? <laughs> no, he watches John Wayne. <laughs> but no, it's the same kind of crap happened to my grandfather, too. Hmm. Watch a scary movie. All of a sudden, stuff starts happening. Start hearing things. An apple rolled in from the kitchen to the living room. He was watching a movie called Green Apples on the Side of the Road. Basically a horror movie. And all of a sudden, an apple rolled in from the kitchen into the living room. And this is the house I live in, goddammit. <laughs> and well, yeah. your floors are kind of slanted. It could have just been coincidence. There was no apples in the house. Where'd the apple come from? All right, well, <laughs> thank you very much. Maybe, maybe it fell off a tree and rolled up the stairs. <laughs> There's an apple tree in the living room in the kitchen? That's crazy. I don't know, man. I got no explanation. No, but I, I have a lot more stories. <laughs> Wait, I have an explanation. It was, was my that? dad. It was your dad? <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> You wait till I see him. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> I'm gonna jump out the th- out the bushes here by your house and probably gonna get punched in the face. <laughs> well, that was that was interesting. Not not, leave, not terribly funny, but it was it was. I'll leave some of those scary stories I got for next week. All right. Make your hair on the back of your head stand up. Looking forward to it. All right. <laughs> well, one of the things that we decided to do today was have a Q and A. Oh, so yeah. I put the call out on Facebook and Twitter, and a few minions responded with a couple of questions for us. So let's go down the list. Chris Ryder. Uh-huh. writes in and goes, uh, in our opinion, what have been the best comic book adaptations? What have been the worst? It could be either movies or TV, but what do we like or not like? Hmm. You go first. Well, the best, I would say Captain America Winter Soldier. It was pretty true to the story in the comics. Um, really, really well done. I liked it a lot. I also really like Edward Norton's The Incredible Hulk. It kind of captured some aspects of certain stories in the comics that I really enjoy, but nothing is 100% perfect. Uh, as far as the worst, <laughs> Wolverine Origins, absolutely the worst that's ever been made. Batman and Robin is pretty awful, too. Don't forget the window freezer pipes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but most of the comic book-related movies I've enjoyed for what they are. My top was Hulk with Ed Norton. I thought it was awesome. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past is good, but I just Captain America still. He's not asking about favorites. He's asking which one you think are the most true to the comics. Oh, yeah, Captain America, clearly, and Hulk. Yeah. Um, clearly, Wolverine Origins is the most crappy one of all. <laughs> but I even think the previous Hulk with Eric Banner was a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, that one's terrible as well. So, so yeah, those are my that's my opinions on that. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Eric Lopez, The Looker. The Looker! <laughs> if we didn't have DVRs, what shows would we watch via Netflix, Hulu, or whatever website? So basically, what TV shows do we watch that we can't live without? Oh, uh, for me right now, that would probably be Arrow. Yeah, <laughs> I watch a lot of TV. Um, it would take a really long time to name all the shows I watch, but there are a few that I absolutely love. Arrow is one. Uh, I watch that as it airs every single time. I've really been enjoying Agents of Shield from the beginning. Yes, I really like a show called Shameless. It's a really funny Showtime show. Game of Thrones. I watch Game of Thrones, but I prefer the books. I mean, I've. I've uh, Been yeah. a fan of Song of Ice and Fire for years. Orange is the New Black? I watch most of the Netflix shows. I've seen Orange is the New Black. I've seen House of Cards. I actually really like that. 
Uh, BoJack Horseman has its moments. <laughs> um, I watch, man, I watch so much TV. I watch Flash, Gotham, Person of Interest. I'm going to watch Constantine when it comes out. I watch a lot of comedies. I watch Parks and Rec. I watch, uh, the, I watched The Office when it was on. I watch, I can't even think of everything. Comic Book Men, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, Mad Men, Brooklyn Hell on Wheels. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> There's a lot of TV shows. I mean, I, I watch hours and hours of TV every week. So, don't ask me how I have time to read all my comics and watch all the TV, but I make it happen. Well, see, so those are pretty much you can't live without. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a bunch too, but I guess the top two for me clearly are Arrow and Supernatural. Um, I definitely need those. I, I don't know what I would do without them. I'd be pretty upset. So, thank goodness I catch them, and sometimes you get them for me, so it's all good. <laughs> There's a lot of good TV. I honestly think we live in the best era for television ever. There's so many good shows, and sometimes even the good shows aren't good enough to make it, and they end up getting canceled, but, you know, what can you do? I know, right? Let's see. Next question. Uh, Brian Kearns asks us, if we could only read five ongoing monthly comics, which series would we choose? I can only read five. Mm -hmm. That's it. Ooh, man. Let me think. I have the advantage here because I saw this question earlier, so I'll go ahead and answer for myself. I don't want you to. I don't want you to corrupt my answer. Oh, okay. All right. So well, I'll let you go first. I'm just going to take me some time because I do read an awful lot, like you do. Holy Jesus! I don't even know now. Saga's one of them. I really enjoy Saga. Can't get enough of it. Um, holy crap! You go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. All right. Morning glories for one. Uh, I'm so entranced in that series, and, and I want to see how it ends. Deadpool, I absolutely love, and I can't go without reading Deadpool. Just can't do it. Nailbiter, I've fallen in love with that series of Josh Williamson's. It does so many interesting things that a lot of other horror comics don't do. Moon Knight, current ongoing from Marvel. Again, so many interesting things you don't see anywhere else. And number five would probably be Saga, because it's just such a big epic story, and I've been with it since the beginning. It would be a shame to give up on it now. <laughs> I like how you chose some of the newer ones. I'm probably going to go maybe a different one with this. Obviously, Saga, Chu, been so invested in them, uh, maybe The Walking Dead, um, that would be three. I really wish, if it continues on, Superior Spider-Man. Uh, well, that's over. Yeah. <laughs> you might God have been, damn it. You say Amazing. <laughs> you say Amazing. Amazing has been pretty good so far. Amazing has been pretty good. It's been a really good run. Dude, I'm really struggling. I cannot remember everything I read. It's That's a really tough question. It, it is hard. I have to look at my list of what I what I get every week. And, and no Harley on your list? Uh, yeah, you know what? I have to put that on there. I have to put Harley. Harley would definitely have to be there. New Suicide Squad? Hell. <laughs> hell no. But everybody knows how much I love Harley Quinn, how much I love Batman, how much I love Spider-Man, and all, all kinds of stuff. But if I'm going to get the five books, I really, really, really get a nut. <laughs> Saga, Chew, Harley Quinn, Coffin Hill, Rat Queens. Those are my five favorite right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. Amazing Spider-Man, Batman Eternal, Clone, Deadly Class, Nailbiter, The Spread. Jeez, I go on Birthright. It has uh, so many amazing ghosted. books. That's uh, a really, really hard question. But those those would be the five. If I had to choose, it would be the five I would stick with right now. Because I really like the Coffin Hill thing and really like Rat Queens. And if some of these other books that we just barely start reading, if they've been more involved right now, I'd have even a hell of a hard time. Witches would probably be in there. <laughs> or the book we read today with the dog and the cat and the rabbit and the, I can't even think of the name of the book. Wild's End. Wild's End. That would be in there too. But yeah, those are my five. Saga Chu, Coffin Hill, Harley Quinn, and Rat Queens. Fair enough. Fair enough. Next, he asks us, uh, what upcoming comics are we really excited about for the new year and beyond? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a few minutes, so let's just put a pin in that question, I guess. Okay. And the last question is from Bryfi. <laughs> 
who says, uh, if we could only eat one type of food for the rest of our life, what food would we choose? Wings. Wings? All right. For me, it would be pizza. Yeah, I know. Hands down. Yeah, <laughs> Wing pizza. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we broke the game. <laughs> We're going to die. <laughs> or be 800 pounds. <laughs> you helped me decide. I mean, we had this discussion not too long ago, actually, in the office. Like, I couldn't figure out what my favorite food was of all time. And thinking of steak, lean between it, and he goes, you look, no, it'd be wings for you, because you always talk about wings, so there you go. And I know mine's pizza, because I eat it like three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So that, that was easy. That was much easier than Brian's question. Oh, no, damn it. <laughs> damn it, Kearns. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit of uh, news. Give us some news, man. Uh, what do you want to hear first? Movies, TV, or comics? Let's go with comics. Comics. Yes. All right. I'm in a comic mood today. <laughs> Uh, the Harley Quinn Annual. I don't know if you've heard anything about this. It's coming out October 29th, right before Halloween. Okay. It's going to be a scratch and sniff book. <laughs> There's going to be a bunch of different smells built into the ink. Uh, it's going to come in a sealed package so the smells can't escape. And there's a little bit of controversy because one of the smells is cannabis oil. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you get high while you read your Harley Quinn, eh? Apparently. <laughs> Where are you scratching to sniff that one? That's all we want to know. Probably scratch the beaver. I don't know. <laughs> the beaver? <laughs> oh, for everybody that doesn't read the book, she has a stuffed beaver. Yeah. With a hole in his head. <laughs> That's interesting, right? <laughs> How much is this book going to be? Do we know? It's an annual, so I'm sure it's going to be $5, probably. Any variants on it? Uh, there very well could be. So it means I got to be sick. I got to beat sicko guy into the comic book store and make sure I get it. Because there'll be some fighting. I can't wait to walk in there and find a bunch of weirdos like sniffing their comics. Oh my god. Can I take pictures? Well, take pictures and post them on Facebook. Look at this freaking weirdo. That's freaking awesome. How come you didn't tell me this before? I didn't find out about it until today. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they had advertisements in a bunch of the DC books we read today. And then when I came home and was looking at all the news sites, I saw that. So I missed it. Too busy trying to about. read 80 books in like three hours. Oh, don't, don't even cry. Today was a light day. It was we, still hard. We only, read like, we only read like 17 books today. It wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> um. Yeah, like a couple more annuals. <laughs> Marvel announced a crap load of new series for 2015. All right, hit me with them. Let's go. The first one is a new series called The Wolverines, which is going to be a team that is put together to honor Wolverine. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, kids? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's on the team. They haven't released any information, but that is what's going to be. And it's going to come out in January. See, look at that already. Trying to make <clears> money <throat> off of his death. Of course. <laughs> Next is going to be an Ant-Man ongoing. Oh, you know what? I missed the joke. The Wolverines. Is that Patrick Swayze? <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. You know it. <laughs> uh, there's an Ant-Man ongoing that's starting in January as well. That one's going to be written by Nick Spencer. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to that. It's going to be following Scott Lang, so I'm, I'm going to check it out at least. I don't know about all that. Maybe I'll get the Wolverines, but not Ant-Man. I'll give Ant-Man a try. Right. Hawkeye is getting a new ongoing. The current Hawkeye is going to be canceled. Uh, Matt Fraction has been too inconsistent putting it out, and I guess he's pretty much done with his run. When's that coming out? January as well? Uh, this one's coming out in March. And Jeff Lemire is going to be writing it. So, what is he like a tier one character now? Hawkeye. He's a lot of people's favorite favorite current Marvel book. Huh. Interesting. Okay, uh, it's been really good. I really liked. Well, I know you've been picking it up. Run, we yeah. read those trades, so yeah, it's been pretty decent. And he's teaming up with Deadpool right now, so yeah. I guess it's a year of the Hawk. I guess so. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a Gamora ongoing. Oh, okay. Uh, starting in spring, they haven't released an official date. You'll probably pick that one up. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot at least. You got a thing for Green Woman. <laughs> <laughs> the writer for that is actually new to the comic world. She's the screenwriter for the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Her name is Nicole Perlman, but she's never written a comic before. Only that treatment of the movie. I'd say she's well qualified. Yeah, it might be pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited to give that a shot. Uh huh. You're gonna like the next one. Okay, what you got? February 2015. 
There's going to be a Spider-Gwen ongoing. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. And Jason Latour is going to be writing that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. Man, I can't wait for that. I'm picking that up. <laughs> and going hand-in-hand hand with that, there's going to be a Silk ongoing starting in February as well. Ooh, I'll be picking up both of those. I never really like Silk. I like the character. The writer for that's going to be Robbie Thompson, who's one of the writers for your favorite TV show, Supernatural. All righty then. <laughs> that's great. But no, I like Silk. Yeah, I do too. So far. That's of course, good. all we've really seen her do is climb all over Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and save his butt several times. Yeah. So out of six books already, there's there's four that I want to pick up. Yeah. It's not bad at all, right? Uh-huh. Um, we'd be broke. Four-dollar <laughs> books. Uh, Marvel announced what their next big crossover is going to be. It's going to be called Secret Wars, or Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, which is a title that's been used in Marvel many times before, going back all the way to the 80s. And that's going to kick in when? They haven't announced when exactly this crossover is going to start, but I can assume it's summer. Summer is usually when the crossovers happen. You called it, though. You said you felt that was coming. You said it was being built up to that. Right. Well, they've talked about it before, but over the weekend at New York Comic Con, they unleashed a lot of information about it. Come on, man. I'm giving you props. Just say thank you. <laughs> I know I'm the shit. That's what you need to say. Yeah, sure. Don't cut, don't, cut out, don't cut out my legs. I'm trying to prop you up. The speculation is that the Secret Wars storyline is going to somehow be involved with all of the other major crossover events that have happened over the last few years. There's some kind of clues that it's going to look back at Civil War. There's some clues it's going to look back at House of M. Even, even Age of Ultron. It's going to look back at a lot of the major crossovers that have happened over the last 10 to 15 years. And somehow those things are going to play a role in the current events. Are they ever going to fix the damn timeline? <laughs> if anything will do it, I imagine it'll be this. Okay. Alrighty then. Two years of that crap. <laughs> and that's pretty much it for comic news. That's pretty... That's, that's, that's huge. There's one, one other small thing that's kind of comic related. Marvel has announced that they are officially releasing a licensed dancing baby Groot and a flower pot before the end of the year. So it'll be available for Christmas purchase. Very nice. <laughs> you need one. The price point's going to be fourteen ninety nine. So you love <laughs> taking me high. <laughs> there goes my voice. It's pretty cool, huh? That is pretty cool. I like. I did like that. It was pretty cool. I was wondering if it was going to be made into a toy. Just, just print. The money. fans asked for it, and it looks like Marvel's going to deliver. Just print money. That's right. What? What do you want to hear about next? TV uh, or movies? Uh, let's see. Here, let's go big. Give me some movie news, man. Some movie, movie news. Movies. Who was your favorite character in the, the Lego Movie? Freaking Batman. Who else? Darkness. <laughs> He's getting his own movie. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I actually think I heard this. Uh, there's a Lego Batman movie being fast-tracked for 2017. You know that's going to rock. Is Will Arnett doing it again? I'd imagine so. He was extremely popular as Batman in the first Lego movie. So <laughs> That's going to be great. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, it was announced that Robert Downey Jr. is going to reprise his role as Iron Man in the Captain America 3 movie. Oh, and that the Captain America 3 movie is going to be subtitled Civil War. Oh. So I'm very excited by that news. Uh, I don't really know how it's going to work, but I can imagine that has something to do with all the talks they're having with Sony about getting Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm going to say, doesn't Spider-Man have to play a part in this? Spider-Man plays a pretty big role in the Civil War storyline. I mean, alternatively, they, they could go away from the comic story and write something completely new that's kind of on the same premise. Fit somebody else into the role Spider-Man played. But I don't think that's the way to go. If they get this crap done, if they get their talks and this goes down and Spider-Man shows up in the next Captain America movie, I'm going to be the first idiot in the, in the thing screaming and clapping when he comes out. <laughs> How freaking awesome would that be? I'd be really excited to see that. That would be just amazing. I, I, I Keep my fingers crossed, man. The writer for the Dawn of Justice Batman Superman movie uh-huh. said that Wonder Woman is going to have her new 52 origin story. Okay. She's going to be the daughter of Zeus and Hippolyta. 
So uh-huh. I don't know how I like that or not. I guess you gotta let things go, man. You know what the hell? It's a small, it's a small change, and it is canon because it's coming straight out of the comics. But I mean, they're taking stuff from Dark Knight Returns, and they're taking stuff from New Fifty Two. It's gonna be kind of a weird mesh up of stuff, but well, I think better, it's gonna be well done. Well, they better bring it. They better bring it. As Super Batman Batman movie is, is a flop, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> I'll be super pissed. Because how do you mess that story up? That story's badass on its own. Well, we don't really know the story yet. We'll just have to wait and see. Still, man, it's Batman whooping Superman's ass. That's all I'm saying. And I know you're going to like this next bit of movie news. Sex Criminals? A uh, book that came out last week was just optioned for a motion picture deal. Witches? <laughs> yep. Are you freaking kidding me? Brad Pitt has apparently optioned it for his production company to be made into a movie. Holy shit. <laughs> the first book came out last week. Oh, my God. That's like the fastest turnaround ever. That's freaking amazing. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Brad Pitt. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. It is pretty damn cool. Dude, I need to get on somewhere and apply for a bit part or something. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. All righty, then. Who's the writer of Witches again? Scott Snyder. Congratulations, sir. Congratulations. <laughs> okay, so TV news. Marvel has just announced that they're going to be doing a 75-year anniversary special on ABC starting November 4th, which is going to be called Marvel from Pulp to Pop, which, hmm. you know, they, they did that previous special uh, not that long ago about the building universe, and it was pretty decent. So I'm, I see it. Yeah, I think I gave it to you, but I don't know if you ever watched it. Anyways, <laughs> Marvel does interesting specials, so I'm kind of excited to check this out. Yeah, I'll watch it. They also showed some images from the upcoming Netflix Daredevil series. Vincent D'Onofrio looks amazing as, as Kingpin. Daredevil, apparently, is not going to be wearing his traditional red costume or his yellow costume. It looks like he's going to be wearing a black costume, which really? is kind of ninja-like. Huh. It actually looks pretty cool, I think. Well, what did Ben Affleck say about that? <laughs> he's not playing Daredevil? <laughs> he's, not, he's not playing Daredevil anymore. He stepped up. <laughs> oh, he stepped up. He's Batman now. He's Batman I don't now. do small roles. I don't go backwards. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm not much of a Daredevil guy, so uh, I'll check it out, I guess. Uh, it's probably going to be amazing. I know you're not that big of a fan of the character because you haven't read that much. Mm-hmm. It's good from the character. I like the Kingpin, so it might pull me in. But I imagine the show is going to be really good. Okay. And speaking of shows, what did you think of the Walking Dead premiere this week? Hell yeah, baby! Rick was kicking some ass! <laughs> it was nice to finally see the Rick we've been waiting for. I know, they don't deserve to live. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Capping people, not killing them, hurting them, making them say, get eaten by zombies. Who does that? Rick Grimes, baby. That's who does that. Rick Grimes. <laughs> Not Daryl. That's right. Rick Grimes. <laughs> okay, how about Carol being all badass? Yeah, that was the surprise of the, the show. Um, she kind of took Andrea's role. Yeah. And she's not even a good-looking Andrea. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it was, it was sad that Andrea died, but it's it's good to see them having somebody else step up to take her place in the you know organization of oh, the yeah. group. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some people complaining that it feels like AMC's really pushing to ramp up to catch the show up to like issue 100 of the comics. Uh-huh. And they did kind of allude to that a little bit with the guys with the baseball bat and, you know, of course, Negan. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with uh, certain characters. I don't care, man. The forwards for the rest of the season. It's like every episode's like this, but oh, hell yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I definitely <laughs> want to see more of Rick being a badass. <laughs> That's right. Come on, Rick. I feel like Gotham's gotten better. Uh, it started kind of just okay, but it's gotten progressively better with each episode, and I thought episode four actually was really, really good. I agree with you. Why the hell is Gordon talking to, to Bruce so much? <laughs> <laughs> that does seem a little odd. But, uh, Good thing Alfred's in the room, otherwise people would be talking. <laughs> <laughs> penguin is still in the show. I don't care. Absolutely. The Riddler's trying to, but no. That's the Penguin, baby. It's all about the Penguin. Can't argue with you. That's Penguin's great. been great. I enjoy the show. 
Yeah, me too. Within my flash. The second episode, I mean, we saw the pilot a long time ago, and then I rewatched the first episode the other day. I'm not so sure about Multiplex as a, as a villain right off the bat. It was okay. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't... There are other villains that I would like to see way more. I'm excited to see Grodd when they finally do that. I, I really <laughs> can't wait. I want to see Captain Cold. I want to see more Weather Wizard because I really like Chad. Our good buddy, Chad Rook. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was good, just not great. And then, of course, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was it was pretty good. You went to May versus May? Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I mean, it, they introduced Mockingbird in kind of a weird way. Mm-hmm. I didn't really believe that May would have been defeated as easily as she was the first time by those two guys because the guy couldn't fight at all. Right. The picture didn't really do anything to help anybody. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It kind of feels like they took a step backwards with this episode. Okay. But well, I, I, like I still it. like the show. I still like all the characters, and I'm excited to see more. At least Fitz's story is moving forward because I can't take a whole season of him being uh, the uh, outsider that can't talk. It would drive me crazy. Uh uh, what's that word? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at least his story's moving forward, and he's making friends with the new people on the ship. I imagine it'll get much better much really, really quickly. Yeah. So what else you got for me on TV news? That's it. Oh, okay. So just want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the show, uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at at Comical Podcast. Miguel's at Comical Podcast 2. Heather, who's not here today, is at Comical Podcast 3. What'd you do to her? <laughs> her mom's actually in town visiting again, so the two of them are out having fun. Uh, what, this is fun? <laughs> what, just because she's not here, I'm not fun? <laughs> Sorry, man. Let me know my minions believe that I'm fun. <laughs> Subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us five-star reviews. We're trying to get those numbers up. You can find us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Comical Podcast. And that's pretty much it. Oh, very informative show today. Yeah, lots of information. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you blew my mind away with comics, TV news, movie news, some messed up stories. <laughs> Make sure to tune in next week. We're going to have Joe Keating on the show to talk about Shutter and Tech Jacket. And then I'm going to go ahead and announce it because I'm really excited about it. Dun, dun, dun. On the October 29th episode, we're going to have a very special guest. Drum roll. Joshua Hale Fialkov is coming on to talk about Bunker, Devilers, and life after. It'll be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to have him on for the Halloween episode. I think it's going to be really cool. These next two guests, I'm kind of out of my... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm going to be kind of like nervous a little bit here. I like both of them. I love both of their stuff. There's no reason to be nervous, though. I mean, come on. We're going to talk Tech Jacket. We're going to talk The Bunker. And then we're going to turn around and talk about Devilers and life after. And I mean, just come on. <laughs> it's going to so, be amazing. Exciting stuff coming up, guys. Make sure to listen. And don't forget... Keep on laughing, bitches.